You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am a very tired Adam Barnard and he is also an equally tired Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go back to bed. Uh, <laughs> a little inside baseball. We're recording on October 22nd. I can't believe it's the 20 fucking second Tell already. Tell me about it, dude. Tell me. 9.58 a.m. Uh, morning after, uh, Mrs. Meany and I went and saw a billion of Smashing Pumpkins down at the uh, Wells Fargo Center, which just happened to be directly across the street from... Game three of the uh, National League Championship Series, Phillies Padres, which oh oh oh, and you know for the people who care, Temple football played yeah at the link, and all the people are like oh and and uh, Temple, uh, yeah. I think I think the Smashing Pumpkins outdrew Temple. Oh, so wow, uh, wow. So, yeah, there's that. But uh, yeah, Philly was like a was a thing last night, like a vibe last night. So we were, we were walking through and, you know, I had to, you know, rock my Phillies gear and stuff like that. So, yeah, but just, just to walk through the city during this time of year with everything that's going on between the Eagles and the Phillies, just such a good vibe. Yeah. Just like, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, we walked by, you know, uh, Citizens Bank Park. I, I gave him a little blessing, you know, and then, uh, went over to, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, I, was, I was kind of bummed out. It was supposed to be Smashing Pumpkins, Jane's Addiction, mm. but uh, there was apparently an injury. Somebody got injured, and uh, yeah, Jane's Addiction pulled out, which I was bummed, but I'm also like, well, the concert will end early, and I could get to see the end of the yeah. game. <laughs> so, uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, we watched... Uh, Special Punkman's put on an amazing concert. If you haven't seen them, go please go see them. He, uh, you know, did you know, you know, special. Well, here, well, the part I'm trying to fucking make is they did a really amazing cover, a reimagined cover of uh, Talking Heads, uh, Once in a Lifetime. Oh, wow, sounds nothing like the original, but it sounds fucking amazing. Oh, that's like, probably I'm a big, sick, dude. Big fan of cover tunes, but uh, like when people reimagine them and yeah. make them, they're fucking amazing. I, 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 hopefully, uh, there's a good quality uh, recording of it so I can uh, 
make an MP3 of it. Yeah. So, but uh, feeling good, feeling tired. I mean, here with the uh, what's up, Lucha? What's up, Vanessa? What's up, Bailey? Or I'm sorry, Dragonlord. In the chat there, I don't want to blow your cover. I don't want to pull off your mask. Uh, <laughs> That's a shoot name, our, brother. Yeah. Pod Squad here on a beautiful Saturday morning with you and everybody listening at home on this fine Monday morning when it drops. Right. But uh, feeling good. How about you, sir? I'm doing all right, man. It was a uh, uh, it's been a long and arduous week here, uh, but it is uh, we're getting better. Um, I was going to say as a note, it looks like Dave Navarro was the one from Jane's Addiction who had to pull out because he's got COVID symptoms, and he oh. was initially hopefully that he was going to be a part of the tour. And he is still not well. So best wishes to Mr. Dave Navarro. Hopefully quick recovery from that because that is a bitch. I have been there and it sucks. So I'm hoping that, you know, all is well with you soon. Phillies beat the Padres uh, last night. Well, I guess it's, you know, Friday night, really. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, beat them on yeah. Friday night, four to two. Got, uh, we'll know the results of uh, today's game, Saturday and Sunday's game, and possibly be talking about the Phillies in the World Series again next week. So, so, uh, what I, well, my, my, uh, way of talking about without being the jinx is, uh, I've been tweeting, man, I would really love to have an opportunity, a reason to drink beer on the corner of broad and chunk, um, for those not from Philadelphia, uh, the uninitiated, if you will. Yeah. When a major thing. Oh, also good morning to a uh, little Jimmy from Nebraska. Jimmy. Hey, what up, Jimmy? Yeah. Source and level in the house. Um, for not those not familiar with Philly, I'm going to teach you a little bit about my culture. Um, <laughs> when something major happens, like a sporting event, like, like say if in the past, without being a jinx, uh, when the Phillies, you know, would win the National League title to go to the World Series, everybody rushes. Broad Street runs north and south in Philly. In south, if you're in South Philly, it's Broad Street up to City Hall. That's South Philly Center City. North of that is North Philly. So, mm. and people from who live like east and west abroad just fucking converge on Broad Street and celebrate. And in the past, say when the Phillies won the World Series, same thing would happen. Now, like anything, like when the Eagles uh, went to, you know, won the National League in football, go to Broad Street. When they won the Super Bowl, we all went to Broad Broad Street. Street. Same way with the the Flyers, Sixers, all that good stuff. So I'm hoping that the the Phillies are up two to one. Which really should be three up. Yeah. Yeah. Some shady pitching, you know, unfortunately, by not shady pitching, but just not great. Not great calls. Yeah. Not great pitching by Aaron Nolan game two. But, you know, you know, he scored five runs, should be able to win. Um, But I'm, I'm hoping within the next day or two, well, Hopefully Sunday I'll be day drinking on Broad Street tomorrow. <laughs> Meanie will oh, be we'll be releasing oh. this episode and Meanie will still be drunk on Monday morning. Yeah, I might do a live run in on a taped fucking show. Who knows? <laughs> I'll be that fucking what? I just need you to yell Baba Booey on some live news channel. That's all I need you to do. But go Phil's Baba Booey. 
Dude, I did that. Um, there was a weekend where the New York, Philly totally owned New York uh, in sports. Um, I forgot what I, I know that that was the weekend of the uh, Miracle of the Meadowlands. Uh, you know, the Eagles were down like 27 points and they came back and won in within like seven minutes of the mm. fourth quarter. And something happened in baseball. I want to say uh, Phillies, Mets, or whatever. I don't know. I forget what it was. But I was up in New York and like there was like, you know, the, the row of like news reporters like, ah, Joe, Joe, just like behind the cameras, like, Papa Bowie, Papa Bowie. <laughs> Giants choked. You know, that's great. That my, my shout out to Joe, my, my, uh, tribute to Joey boots from the Howard Stern show. That's right. We would do on newscasts. Yep. What's a gust of wind? Yes. Gust of wind from Howard Stern's asshole. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the wildfires. <laughs> that shit was so good, man. I remember watching it and be like, holy shit. I can't believe they got away with that. Yeah. I feel for the reporters, but still yeah. it's, it's amusing. It should, it should teach them to stop taking live calls on the air, but. Uh, listen, meaning while we're talking about, uh, Philadelphia and, uh, some things that are going on in the world, there's a big, big story, uh, that broke recently. And I, uh, I know we have to talk about, it. I know it's been, it's been in the news a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of folks that have really been talking about it. Like, is this right? Is this wrong? Like what, you know, what are we going to do? And, and I think we really does, we owe it to the fans of our programming to discuss sure. this. Um, Barstool Philly came out with a list about the top oh. 10 best cuisine in Philly. Swerve, bro. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to talk to you. We'll get there. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that, too. But um, I wanted to run this by you to see what you thought about this list. And I have some feelings about it. It's a Philadelphian. These are the important topics. Right. These are the ones, the hard-hitting things you can get when you listen to us. Sign up right now at patreon.com slash mindofthemeaning, and you can watch us talk about this. The important topics and the important toppings. That's right, because that's where we're going right here. So number 10 is a primo Italian hoagie. Number nine is, what's that? Which I had just uh, talked about last week. With yep. the, I had the, the primo, well, I had a P, primo pilgrim. I had a primo Italian. Yep. And uh, turkey. So I'm a fucking turkey, Mark. I love turkey. I'll fucking Eat the fuck out of a fucking turkey yeah, hoagie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Give me a turkey hoagie with some mayonnaise and some fucking lettuce and tomato on top of that shit. No cheese. Yeah. Leave the fucking cheese off of it. Oh, God. It, it has to be done right, though. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, number nine is Philly Pretzel Factory. Number eight is Federal Donuts. Number seven is Rita's Water Ice. Number six is McGillan's Ale House Meatloaf. Number five is Lorenzo's Pizza. Number four is Angelo's Cheese Steak. Then rounding out the top three is the Wawa Gobbler, John's Roast Pork Cheesesteak, and number one on top of the list is Chickies and Pete's Crab Fries, meaning let's pull this list apart. Let's dissect it. And let's see. Number 10, I mean, I have to say right off the bat, I don't believe that the Wawa Gobbler owns that spot at number three. It doesn't. That should should be 10. Yeah, at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Bottom of the list. Yeah, like I said, like we were talking last week, you know, I had the you know, the uh, Primo's Pilgrim versus the Wawa Gobbler, and fucking Primo's is definitely better. Superior in every way. I feel like Primo's is superior in every way to Wawa with their food anymore. I love Wawa, but, you know, Wawa's a good, you know, 
ah, shit, I don't have anything to eat kind of meal. Yeah. And, uh, like, am I, they're kind of skimping on the meat. There's anything I've, okay, for those, you know, not, you know, under, for those under 49, yeah, uh, not from Philly, Wawa used to actually be like a, a convenience store. You go in, you get your cold cuts and all this side and the other thing, you get your milk and stuff and but it's screw into this thing, this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. When you have it, you know, you become this bigger thing, you kind of have to skimp on the quality of what got you to the dance. Yeah. And it's not horrible, but But it's not like it's not what it used to be. You know, I, and we've talked about it before on the show, which you can check out, like I said, at the archive, uh com. Go there and listen to all the shows. But Wawa used to there were there was one in Richboro, um, about ten minutes from where I lived uh, and grew up in Bucks County, and it was like a real deal deli and a supermarket almost. It was like a tiny little, like a deli place, and you could go in and get your cold cuts, get your sandwich. They would make everything right there. I remember it was a big deal when they put the screens in, the automated screens to order from. It was oh. they were like, holy shit, this is crazy! Like I can't believe this. So they used to take it on a pen and pad, and you know. And um, then it started to grow. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Like as soon as a, as as industry as a company grows, typically the first thing, especially in food product or in one of these types of things, the first thing that that typically goes to the wayside is the quality of the food. Yeah. And it sucks because Wawa used to be fucking the place to go. And that's why when I go to coffee, uh, I go to Wawa and get coffee. I take creamers, even though I don't need it. I was like, you know, fuck these people. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> they have enough fucking creamers. You charging me. Eight bucks for a hoagie yeah. that has like a thin layer of meat, thin layer of cheese. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Stuff all them shits in your pocket, man. They, 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 they have enough. They have enough fucking creamers and, and product that they can get away with. I have a hefty bag full of Wawa utensils in the trunk of my car for a case amount of meat. And I, I love it. This just scrap- in. Yeah. <laughs> this just in the blue meanie from uh, ECW and WWE fame. <laughs> Arrested. Yeah. For six pounds of silverware. Yeah, they can put me in thumb cuffs. What the fuck? <laughs> there he is doing his pop walk. Now, I uh, I don't believe. <laughs> no birds. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the news. Yeah. <laughs> Got to throw that old timey shit in there. Um, yeah. Now, I, I think uh, yeah, <laughs> this just didn't coming across the wire. Blue meanie farts and blows his asshole out. Yeah. We're getting news. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Amelia Earhart. That's <laughs> my pants. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the troops. Wave them off, boys. Let's take care of Hitler. <laughs> oh, man. That's good shit. I could do that all day, guys. If you want to hear more of it, sign up at patreon.com slash mind of the media, and we'll do some fake news for you. Uh, Federal Donuts, man. I think Federal Donuts should be in the top three. I am. I have long been a proponent of Federal Donuts, uh, their donuts, and their chicken sandwiches are I, absolutely fucking incredible. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I have, I have not had federal donuts. Mm. Okay. So we're going to record this. We're going to go. <laughs> you and I are going to walk to fucking, where is it at? Where's the closest one to, to you? Um, There's one on South Street now. South Street. Boom. We'll meet at South Street. We're going to record it. It's fucking, they have a, a, uh, a chicken sandwich, like a fried chicken sandwich. That's on a uh, King's Hawaiian roll. They have like a, it's what's called rooster sauce. So it's like kind of spicy uh, pickles and cheese on top of this. And it sounds, you're like, what the fuck am I eating? This sounds horrific. And then you eat it and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. 
Oh, it sounds amazing. So we're definitely going to have to do this. I was going to have you repeat that, but slower. <laughs> so first, they start yeah. with. Where's that? Yeah. Where's the manscape music first? They start with. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, it's it's an incredible place. I definitely feel like at least in the top five, as far as Philly cuisine goes. Yeah. What yeah. do you what do you what do you think? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely over. Or chicken crab fries. Yeah, uh, like who? What I get? Like crab fries are just like, it's just it's just fries with old bay on it. Like why is it? It's great. Like chickies and pizza is fucking awesome. But like why is it good? But not number one. I honestly not, go ahead. No, yeah, no, no. Well, a look. I mentioned this. And I was like, I, I forget where I, who I was talking. I was like, I, I was like, you know what's popular in Philly? Uh, the crab fries, blah, blah, blah. Somebody had to go, wow, in Maryland. Oh, let's fuck Maryland. All right. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody said anything. I didn't say Philly invented Old Bay. Or, <laughs> I didn't say it. I said it's popular. Right. Uh, popular doesn't mean invented, you dumb fuck. Um, Get your fucking head out of your ass. I didn't say all that. I kept that. I internalized all that as I stared at the person. <laughs> but. Just fucking staring daggers right through him, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. I will stare fuck you till I'm gonna stare, stare fuck I'm gonna stare fuck your eyes out, pal. Uh I'll stare fuck and no sell a motherfucker all at the same time. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay. Uh federal donuts definitely I would put way ahead of Chicky's crab fries. Chicky chicky and pizza's alright, but you know, again It's a name. For what they charge and what you get, besides diarrhea, it's just—it's all right. It's, it's it's okay. It's a name, though. I feel like it's a it's a brand, pal. It's like it's the same thing as Wawa. Like you're just it's it's uh, it's someone who knew how to brand themselves, but it's not bad. Like I'm not shitting on Chickies and Pete's, but I don't think it's necessarily like the cuisine of Philadelphia. Um, I would say honestly, like I would have put Angelo's cheesesteak at the top of that. Again, I haven't had one of those either. But in a long time. Honestly, Cleavers is probably belongs on this list too, as far as like the best of the best. Fuck. There's so there's so many good places in South Philly. Yeah. Uh, that it makes this less hard, you know. What we should do, you know what we should do is this would be this should be a running series for us on on the Patreon. We should hit all ten of these spots and get these <laughs> get this food and be like really dissect and pull it apart and be like, all right, let's rank this shit. Exactly whatever they have on the list is exactly what we're going to eat, and we'll decide. Because I feel yeah. like McGillan's Ale House, I would say you probably get something better at, at the Oregon Diner. Dude, that's why, you know, hey, uh, I'm visiting Philly where you go, ah, let's go to the Oregon Diner. Yeah, that's the spot, so, man. The food's good. The, 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 the staff is great. You might have, you know, little... Uh, case of the Hershey squirts afterwards, but you know, depends on what you get. Yeah. Welcome to Philly. Shackelford wants to know if, uh, uh, Italian water ice is on there. And yes, Rita's Italian ice is on this list at number seven. Um, okay. I, seven, all right. yeah, I mean, I mean, look, this is all, you know, we're just riffing here. This is all subjective and all, but I, I definitely have my opinions on this. Um, there's a lot of places that I feel like they miss, but that's like every every list, you know. You put out a list of top five wrestlers, and somebody's like, "What about Kenny Omega? You know, why is Kenny Omega number four? But because we're from Philadelphia and we have a chip on our shoulder because all of our teams are winning right now, 
and our cuisine is the best, period, on, period, earth, period, we can do this. Well, it's funny. We're, I went to see Smashing Pumpkins last night, and uh, sometimes Billy will throw it over to uh, guitarist James Eha, who is who always pops me because he's so just deadpan and like, ooh, having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, happy to be here, Philly. We're going to have some cheesesteaks. And that was, that was always <laughs> it's like, his delivery and his, his deadpan is just fucking perfect. That's so. amazing. I uh, McCuskers unfortunately did not make the list, which it should have. Um, well, well, to be fair, they don't serve food anymore. True. Yep. There's a lot but, of. But you can order food to them. They don't care if you bring outside food. Oh, so it's like a Jake's bar set up in Westchester. You can bring in food, but you just can't. They don't make it there. They're like, look, as long as I don't have to fucking cook it, you can bring it and eat it. I don't get it. Just buy some beer. Yeah, just buy something at the bar. I don't care. I used to have food, but then it became a distraction because, you know, they'd have to run off and make the food. And then somebody's waiting for a beer and it's like, eh, it became a thing. Yeah. What do you, I mean, so what do you think? What would you put at the top of that list? Uh, the, the Barstool Philly list. What would your be? What would your. Uh, All time Philly cuisine? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's there's some good Italian joints on fucking Pat Shunk Ave too. Right. I can't, which I can't name because I haven't been there in a while. Um, you know, John Joe's pork is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody talks about the, everybody talks about the fucking Philly cheesesteak, but the roast pork, man. Yeah. Got roast pork with sharp provolone and bristle broccoli, Rob. That and a beer and some yeah. chip. Yeah, dude. Dude, like we would get like sandwich or oh fuck how did i not mention this uh gooey louis here in south philly how, how, do you know gooey louis i'm looking it up right now i'm sure i do gooey louis here we go here here's a besides, oh shit yeah my god how did i miss this place you know what now i'm gonna have to go on there and shame them <laughs> shame yeah gooey louis is this little store in a strip mall here in South Philly and they had the best fucking corned beef fucking sandwiches. Oh man. The kind where you need a fork to finish it. Like like from all the meat that falls off of it. Wow. I, I, I just reawakened the fucking thought. Me and Mrs. Meanie would go to Gooey Louie's, get a couple sandwiches, get a bag of chips, some soda. We'd go over to FDR Park, aka the lakes if you're local. Get a park bench and just have some sandwiches and, uh, you know, watch the sunset, you know, and just uh, then go for a walk around the lake and look at the ducks and the turtles and shit like that. But See, now we're going to have to do this, man. We owe this to our listeners and our subscribers. We're going to have to map this out because obviously Rita's we won't be able to go to until the springtime, but that's okay because we have plenty of places to hit before that. Meanie and Adam yeah. eat Philadelphia food and we'll yeah. do our rankings. Okay, and you we look. Man, how's that? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it, it, here's the fucking thing. Um, you know the show Charles in Charge? Yeah. I, I didn't know that was based in Philly or Philly area. Really? Because I, I and I have I have this. There's an episode where they bring up. Yeah, I went down to Gooey Louie's and got some sandwiches. I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. yeah. Char- I, oh, it's in New Brunswick. They said it in New Brunswick. Yeah. But like, so if somebody went to Philly to get Gooey Louis. 
That's and it's mentioned, mentioned on an episode of Charles in Charge. That's crazy. And, you know, like all the, 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 the you go in there and they got a TV rolling of like all the travel food shows that would go in there. But yeah, Gilly Louie should be on the top of that fucking list. That's crazy. Best fucking corned beef sandwich, man. Fucking amazing. I, what, what's uh, the rest? The Philly Pretzel Factory. Let's yeah, Philly. So we have so starting from ten and going to one in this order: Primo Italian Hoagie, um, Philly Pretzel Philly Factory, Philly Pretzel Factory. Oh, at what nine? At nine. Yep, it's fair. Number eight is Federal Donuts. Should be higher. Number seven is Rita's Italian Water Ice. That's yeah, maybe one lower. McGillan's Ale House Meatloaf is number six. Don't know shit about that. Number five is Lorenzo's Pizza. Lorenzo's is a good fucking pizza. That should be like number two or number one. I was just about to say Lorenzo's needs to be number two. Dude, um, there's a time in my life, (laughs) I call the dark years, where I I drank way too much because I was just depressed. Not, Not out of control, but like I would go down to this bar on South Street called Mako's on Thursdays because it was dollar PBR night. Wow. And then like they close up the bar, but you can go over to Lorenzo's and get a slice and by slice their one slice is like three normal pizza slices. Yeah. Get to, two of those, eat those. It's, it's some of the best fucking pizza I've ever like, uh, my buddy, uh, Judah Freelander was in town. He was playing the, uh, TLA. And he's from New York, and those people have bragging rights on pizza too. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh man, what's the eat around here? I was like, let's go get some more Lorenzo's. And he had it. He was like, you know what? This is pretty fucking good. I mean, coming from a, you know, New York's supposed to be like, I know, Connecticut tries to be king shit with the pizza, but stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Knock it off. New York supposedly has, they say New York has the best pizza because of the water. Something in the water just, when they make the dough, it makes the dough better. Hmm. So that's their bragging rights to have good water to make fucking pizza dough. But I brought a New Yorker to Lorenzo's and he gave it the fucking stamp of approval. They had like a fire in their back, but I haven't been there since they like reopened a couple of years ago, but I'm due now that I fucking mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to. I know they have a Lorenzo's down here. What's that? Lorenzo's pizza is top five. Yeah. I would say top three. They have, yeah. they opened, they opened one down here on uh, gay street in Westchester. And as soon as it opened, I was like, I cannot fucking wait to go to this restaurant. I cannot I, wait. They're fucking, they're fucking sauce. I don't know what they do with that sauce, but it's amazing. When we went to the CKY show at the TLA, we stumbled out of the TLA, TLA rather, and walked over to Lorenzo's and got some slices. And it was the fucking the best night ever. Yeah. They used to do, they used to take, you could take the slices and put a cheesesteak inside of it from Jim's and yeah. you would eat it that way. And they, you know, I'm sure you could still do it here in, uh, in Westchester, but it's not nearly as uh, not nearly as good. But yeah. uh, rounding out the list, number five is Lorenzo's Pizza. Number four is Angelo's Cheesesteak. Um, number three is Wawa Gobbler. Number yeah. two is John's Roast Pork Cheesesteak. Oh, oh, good, good, good. There are on there. All right. Yeah, they're they're top one, or they're in the top two rather. And then number yeah. one is Chickies and Pete's Crab Fries. So well, the, the thing with fucking John's Roast Pork is. When you get a, here's how I judge a cheesesteak. 
if I pick it up and I, and I do the whole thing where I wait and I look like I'm weighing it with my hand, I go, oh man, that's fucking got some heft to it. <laughs> a good cheesesteak has to have some heft. Yeah, so it's got you, to. You pick it up, you're like, oh, maybe I'm getting weaker in my old age. Yeah. Oh no, let's put actual meat on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I can, and I live like 10 minutes down the street from them, but uh, my only beef with uh, John Tres pork is, Sometimes you get a little fucking attitude in there. Yeah. Um, like I was getting this, <laughs> I, was, I like to get their uh, cheesesteak and egg. Yeah. They do, they, they do a breakfast cheesesteak, cheesesteak, egg. I was like, can I get some uh, fried onions, broccoli, rub? I'd sell, and the guy at the counter went, man, that's a lot. I was like, yeah, and I'm fucking paying you to cook it. Wow. He said that to you? Yeah. Fuck you. Like, man, that's a lot of ingredients. Yeah, write them. Yeah. Put them down in your notepad. That's what the fuck I just told you. I was pen and pad. I was like, write them. I'm paying for it. <laughs> and then like two seconds later, he like had a, whoever the guy was, I was like, you know what? Fuck the, fuck you. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. But yeah. And now that they got a new setup where you don't go inside, you have to order outside in the window. They think they're fucking Tony Luke's or Phil's. It's like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Don't, uh, get, don't get too big for your fucking britches, pal. Cause we'll shut you down. Like we done. We did the rest of it. These places around here. Yeah, good sandwich, but uh, like that, I stopped going to gyms because of the attitude. I yeah. took a friend there, and they they were really rude to my guests. That, that not that I'm anybody, but you know, if you go, hey, let's go have a good Philly cheesesteak, and I bring you to a place, you give the you say something really fucking shitty to somebody. I was like, you know what? I I wrote them off. Yep, you're done. Go fuck yourself. That's right. And uh, you won't get my. You might have a line around the block, but. You'll never get my dollar. You're not so. going to. Yeah, I won't. If you're rude to me one time, man, that's why I don't go to Geno's or Pat's like uh, Geno's is a fucking, you know, they're all up there. They've been up their own asses for years, but I don't go yeah. to Pat. I don't go to Pat's either way hey, because it's not that great. Um, if I'm, is if I'm down there, like if, if that's the only choice I have, I'm going to go to Pat's before I go to Geno's like Geno's is the shit, dude. Gina's, you're basically paying for their fucking electric bill with all that fucking neon. They literally, like, it feels like they just slap it on the on the grill. Like, they take the big slices. You know, it's like deli meat almost. They slice it. They slap it on. They throw it around. And it's all the shit show in the roll. And it's like, this is this is disgusting. I don't want this crap. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could land a plane on Hashunk Avenue just <laughs> off their lights. <laughs> can see I it mean, from I outer space. I mean, that, they must have good PR because anytime like Monday Night Football is in town or any any kind of events in town, they, they show Pats and Gene. But Pats has the bragging rights. That Pats is supposed to be the the corner that the cheesesteak was invented. Yes. Yeah, Pats is, Pats is there before, I think. And then Gino's, that's why he made it so obnoxious is because he was trying to pull attention from uh, Pats. Uh, I think we call that overcompensation. I believe we do. Yeah. And yeah. They, they overcompensate in the wrong areas because you should probably put it into your food. Yeah. Your shit sucks. But speaking of. I got I, I got. I, I'll, I'll, I give Pat's the nod. I got a, a buddy who works there. My buddy, Sam. He's a Philly cop. Good dude. I, always looks out for me, you know, and uh, he, he's over there cooking and he's like, got to work. You know, that's just. <laughs> After work, he's a he post a photo, photo, yeah, you know, photo of him out having lunch. He goes, "Got to eat." <laughs> you know, Jim, my my boy over there, he's he's really good. Uh, so I, I'll get patched or not. I've had good times at Geno's too, but you know, 
it's like you eat one and you're just like, yeah, I could have another one of those. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was a, uh, the junior cheesesteak. Give me a fucking cheesesteak. Give me something. Me. Give me something that's going to fuck me up, man. I want something that's going to put me to sleep for six hours. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, speaking of, uh, a fucked up and shit that's going crazy, kind of led yes. with this and then swerved you, bro. Lots of, uh, lots of news on the CM Punk debacle. Yeah. Uh, our dearest friend, Dave Meltzer, uh, is reporting. He reported, uh, what's that? The melts, the melts. He reported on, uh, yesterday on Friday, uh, that AEW and CM Punk are in talks regarding a buyout of the remainder of his contract. Uh, he has not been on the show, any show, or involved with AEW since the backstage fight with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in September at All Out. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, again, take everything that Dave says with a grain of salt, but actually, I probably I probably believe what he says here. I, I would probably say that if, if anybody's got like the scoop on this kind of stuff with AEW, it would probably be Dave. Right. So I, I don't, I don't dis, I don't dis, that's why I was, I read that. I was like, oh no, that checks out. That check, that tracks. Um, but apparently the big, the big holdup is the non-compete clause, uh, in Punk's contract. Uh, so now there's speculation that Punk may end up going back to, uh, Papa H's WWE. Let's pull this apart a little bit, Meanie. What's your, what are your thoughts on the buyout? And then we'll, we'll roll right into the question. Do you think... CM Punk goes back with Papa H to WWE. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I, I I read the story. Uh, you know, Meltzer, Meltzer put it out, and uh, my buddy Sean Rossat put it out. Shout out to both. Both to, uh, look, for the shit we give Meltzer, he, you know, if he reports something, you know, it, it carries weight. So same with uh, Sean Ross Sapp. You know, he's uh, I don't know. I'm squeezing one out there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have to take a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <who> calls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would make sense. You know, it's like I guess he had one of those ironclad contracts. You know, in order for him to go back, where they can't just cut him like WWE does, and then. Well, I mean, even when WWE, you know, releases you, they pay you the remainder of your contract. You just have a 90 day, no compete or whatever. Or something. I don't know. That's how it was when I was there. You know, I got paid the remainder of my contract. I got to go to ECW because ECW was basically under the umbrella of WWE. So right. I, I got, I, I got to double dip. So, um, it would make sense. Buy him out. Uh, I, well, I'm trying to be, be careful of what I say because then somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody was like, man, the wrestling media got work today or something like that. But I don't know what it was in reference to. Cause I was at the concert. I was kind of skimming my phone, you know, in between songs, looking at Philly scores and you would see like a random wrestling thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if look, Hey, they're going to buy him out. That makes, you know, it makes sense, you know, to where if he wants to, you don't want somebody to be there who doesn't want to be there anymore. Right. 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 That's just affects the locker room in a negative way. Uh, I mean, when I was there, granted, it was one day and uh, Punk was there. Everything, everybody seemed happy. Everything seemed fine. 
and uh, stuff like that. But uh, if Punk wants out, you know, uh, it's a loss for AEW, in my opinion. He uh, He's the one who brought a lot of eyeball. He, he brought, like, the casual fans over, you know. Um, you know, AEW was doing fine before him, but he definitely added to AEW, in my opinion. And, he, you know, he brought some star power, you know, that people, you know, some familiarity, you know, uh, you know, Kenny and the Bucks and all them amazing talents. Uh, but, you know, there's, a, you know, you, you got to bring in somebody that, you know, a broader audience can identify with. And Punk is definitely, was definitely a guy. Yeah, he has a, a fighting spirit, you know, so to speak. He, he's got punk rock ethics. Mm-hmm. Which I respect, and uh, you know, yeah, it's just you know, he he was just put in a situation where he felt like he felt he felt like he was going to AEW because of how they did things the right way, especially with you know the unfortunate death of Brody Lee and the fact that people kept that under wraps stuff like that, stuff like that. He's like, man, that's amazing. Let me go join this amazing company. And then people kind of started undermining him, you know, undermining Punk by, you know, saying that he was getting cult fired and all this stuff and leaking it through, you know, the wrestling media, which kind of leaked out into the Twitterverse and all this stuff. And, you know, he had no choice but to address it, you know, when they bring him to that media scrum and uh you know he's he's facing his accusers so to speak in that media scrum he walks in highly still emotional from a match like you sh- you can't have somebody who come, you know comes right out, out of a ring right to a media scrum and expect him to be you know cool right you know? right so AEW kind of did things it did punk a l- i i would say punk got wrong it, it was was wronged in the situation. So, but, uh, you know, if, if he's not going to be happy, he doesn't want to be there. He does. He's not happy. And they're, you know, they don't want him to, you know, be angry in the locker room or whatever. They like, they think it's going to infiltrate that, you know, seep into the, the atmosphere of the locker room. It makes sense to say, Hey, if you don't want to be here, We'll buy out and then uh, you could do whatever. I mean, I guess there's like, I don't know what the non, that's the thing I'm, I'm tripping on is like, it's non-compete just wrestling or is there, is it everything? Like, can he not do TV shows or movies or stuff like that? Which I don't think they would do that, do that. But the fact that he doesn't want to non-compete for wrestling kind of raises the issue of, Hey, maybe it's not WWE. Maybe he wants to have one last hurrah with uh, New Japan or, you know, somewhere else. You know, like he could probably, hey, I never worked New, well, I don't know if he never worked New Japan. Let me say that. Yeah. But hey, let me uh, go to New Japan for a second here on the way out. Maybe finally, you know, calling it a, a career. Uh, but dude, if he went back to WWE, that would be like holy shit. Yeah, you know, you know maybe the grass isn't always greener. <laughs> you know, he he left WWE because he thought things weren't the right way. 
he goes to AEW, which he thought was going to be the right way. And turns out he, uh, you know, wrestling is wrestling. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Wrestling is high school, just televised and, uh, monetized. It's it's televised and monetized high school, you know, Oh, did you hear what I said? Oh, no, no, no. But I heard this, you know, and, you know, playing chess or checkers, you know, depending on who. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. Just uh, the whole situation, you know, there was there was like this really feel good feeling about Punk coming back to wrestling and going to AEW and AEW being this hot upstart company. You know, they've been around three years, but you know, the bloom is off the rose Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's all great in the beginning when, oh my God, they signed this guy. Oh my God, they signed that. Oh, they did this. They did that. Blah, blah, blah. But now you got to kind of just, it's become like Noah's Ark. Yeah. You know, you got like two of every wrestler on the, in the, in the world on the ship and not enough spots on the show. You know, and not enough, you know, storylines to keep everybody happy. And some people fall by the wayside and, you know, there's other people, you know, there's rumors of people want releases and stuff like that just so they can do something, you know. But uh, like I said, hopefully Tony, you know, approaches, you know, like a JR or Tony Schiavone to be like head of talent relations. Yeah. And get things in order. And, uh, you know, hopefully he starts doing something with Ring of Honor where, you know, he gets a full-time show so where he can utilize all these, t- these talents that he has under contract, you know? Yeah. You know, he did the right thing, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago by, you know, paying, you know, Moxley, uh, you know, it, his champion. So it's, I mean, it's one thing to be, to say you're the best company in the world, but when your wrestling champion is wrestling on other promotions, to supplement his income because you only run one day a week, you know, yeah. it's not a good look. No. You know, when I, I was in WWE, you know, they is right around there era where they're letting like some guys do indies. Yep. Me, I would do shows with like Val Venus, uh, Christian. Well, yeah, Christian edge would do some shows and, uh, so, some guys would do the indies. But you would never see a, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin on the indie, you know, as yeah. you know, world champion during the Attitude Era, you know. So yeah, Tony did the right thing by you know shoring up his his champion to make sure you know his champion's not on every other promotion but AEW's. You know, he should have the if you you want to see John Maxley, you should have to pay to see AEW. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And I know we, we've kind of talked about that a little bit as far as Moxley goes. I, I I don't see the value in having your champion, especially your champion, not just one of your biggest stars, but your champion doing yeah. other rounds at other promotions. You know, I've never, you know, like, again, like you said, you wouldn't see a Stone Cold, you know, in New Japan. You wouldn't see a Stone Cold anywhere else except for on WWE at programming. Put, put, put it this way. The only other promotion I could possibly see Actually, being working for and it being cool would be a new Japan. Like if you go back to the eighties, you know, uh, when WWF had their, had an agreement with new Japan, like when Hulk was champion, he was over there in new Japan as WWE champion 
you know, wrestling in Oki. You know, there's the, uh, the infamous match where he knocked, he accidentally knocked him out and knocked him to the floor. But, you know, they, they had a, a working agreement. Hogan went back there as WWF champion. Right. right? They acknowledged the WWF title, you know. If Moxley went back to New Japan as AEW champion and brought AEW awareness, more awareness to Japan, you know, so they get the you know, the international flavor. It becomes a legit world championship where he's defended in other on other continents, other countries, whatever. You know, that'd be smart. Yeah, you know, but uh, or Mexico, he can you know go down to uh, trip. Save it for like the triple A's and the New Japan's people that you're actually partnering. AEW's actually partnering with, mm-hmm. you know, you know the FTRs, the, you know, the triple A tag champs, you know, stuff like that. They're the New Japan tag champs. Yeah. So that I would laugh. Yeah, that would be good because that makes your wrestlers look like legit international. Not saying they aren't, but you know, uh, perception is everything. Right. So makes them look like yeah. huge fucking stars. Right. If I see, oh, okay, they're over in Japan right now with the AEW belts. Oh, they're down in Mexico with the AEW belts. It bra- it bolsters the uh, the visibility of AEW, not just a North American promotion, so to speak. I uh, I guess as far as punk goes, I don't necessarily know what the right move is. Um, the more time I've had to kind of like reflect on it. I am in a lot more agreement with you as far as like how much is one person supposed to take as far as like shit talking. You know what I mean? Like how much nonsense can one person take before they have to say something, especially publicly um, and in a position that he's in. But I definitely think the bloom is off the rose with AEW. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I feel like he's damaged a lot of his his goodwill, too, because of this. And maybe not necessarily because of anything he did, but I think the situation is just like, well, you know, not everybody's high on punk anymore. Right. Um, I don't, I mean, I, you know, Omega and the Bucks are incredibly talented guys. They're not my cup of tea. Um, I don't see the upside for either or any of them coming back at this point. Um, I mean, I'm sure they will, but in my head, I'm like, why... Why bother? You know, like, why come back? How long has Omega been back? Well, he he came out and, like, nope, it felt like nobody cared. I think it was only, like, a month and a half when he was back. But I'm just saying, he came back and I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. They're one of their top stars out with an injury, comes back in a six-man. Right. Not a fucking peep. But, the, again, you, you're burying, the, not you. No, yeah, not me, no. Punk wins the AEW world title. His first television appearance as AEW champion is in the fucking six man. Why? Why? Where he, where he, he ends up getting injured. K Omega out with injury. Yeah. They, they did a big speech, walked away. His big comeback is in a fucking six man. Like who care? Like, why are you putting him in a six? Like, why do you need a trios title? Right? Like it doesn't make any sense. Kenny Omega was one of your top champions. Again, yeah, he went and got suspended. So, yeah, there's that. But, you know, uh, it's, there's just, uh, we have all this talent. They have these opportunities, and, and somehow things get buried. Like when Punk won the, the AW world title, he's, his first appearance should have just been coming, and I hate 
when WWE does it, but open up fucking dynamite with the, you know, coming out with the belt and the do a promo and yep. set up a, maybe a world title match later on that night or for rampage on Friday. Yeah. Try to bolster the, uh, the rampage ratings, you know, stuff like that. But just so many things could be done. There are good promotions. Just things could be done better. So here's some breaking news. I don't have the news button. You'll have to hit it for us on your side. Fightful select is reporting that sources in WWE are, uh, stating that triple H is open to anything within reason creatively in regards to CM Punk. Okay. I was going to say to, in regards to CM Punk coming back, of course, he, of course he would be. That's, He'd be insane. Not to, could you imagine Punk versus Roman right now as the tribal chief? Cody is still out. We don't know when he's coming back. Bray is still being developed. I don't see necessarily Strowman as a as a challenger yet at this point. I need to catch up on some of the shows. Who could they have? They have Strowman in a in a um, in a in a match set up with Omos. That's going to happen at Crown Jewel. Um, Logan Paul is fighting Roman Reigns at, at Crown Jewel. But really, I mean, outside of Cody, like. Are they building Karrion Cross? I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think they're still developing his character. They're still putting him over with Drew. Um, yeah. There isn't a ton of people left. I mean, you know, imagine throwing CM Punk into the mix when you think Cody Rhodes is going to overtake it. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it makes sense. And yeah. it would be a big fucking deal on the other side with, um, you know, taking some taking their biggest star from AEW. But I, again, I don't, I don't even know, like, what else, what other mountains does CM Punk have to climb? I mean, if he's going, if he's going to, you know, have a final year or two, kind of like Edge announce his retirement, you know, within, you know, he's side of it. And then he, next year, I'm going to have my last match in Toronto. If Punk can come back and say, "Hey, you know what? Have it like a year run." Yeah, I want to have my last match in Chicago because he's kind of flirted with the WWE. You know, he's doing that uh, after show on Fox, where I uh, he. Uh, he I wasn't a WWE employee. I was an employee of Fox. Okay. But you're talking WWE. Right, right. With WWE on-star personalities. Okay, Phil. Uh, but, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, It's a new regime, WWE. Apparently, everybody's happy now. Not saying anything bad about Vince, but, you know, I, I, lo- I love Vince. I'm sorry. You know, I grew up on the product. I grew up with him as my playbook. Did he do some shitty stuff? Okay. You know, but, you know, that's, you know, never, uh, what's that? Never meet your heroes or learn about your heroes because if you're going to hate WWE for that, just throw out every DVD, throw out every record, uh, throw out all, every piece of music. Yeah. You know, like Bill Hicks said, you know, um, Oh, if you're, you're not going to like, you know, an artist because they did drugs, throw out all your records because good chances are your, your favorite musician was high as shit when they made that fucking record. Yep. But, uh, that's what's, I mean, there, there's a, a shitty side to business too, but Vince, the reason why re- pro wrestling is as high of a profile as it is because of Vince. Yep. So, uh, now that Vince is gone, and maybe that was the main thing of Punk's contention with the company, and it's just Paul. And I'm sure, you know, 
Punk still has friends at WWE who are saying, hey, things have kind of changed now. Yeah. You know, he was at Starcast, and when Mike Johnson told him that, you know, people actually get days off, he fucking sat, sat there in stunned silence like, what? <laughs> you know, that's all I wanted was a day off, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just like uh, suicidal tendencies. I just wanted a Pepsi. Yep. You know? Yep. I mean, again, I, I, you know, I'm all about watching CM Punk return anywhere. Um, but again, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm, I'm on team elite with all of this. Um, but I hope, you know, I hope it gets figured out, but I do, yeah. I do have, uh, one question for you, Mini. uh, if I may, yeah, of course. <laughs> are you ready to ask Mini? I would love to, ask me something. Don't forget. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and you may hear yourself, yeah, or not yourself, but your question asked on the program. Little Jimmy from Nebraska wants to go wants to know, hey, Adam and Meany, do yes. you and your families have costumes picked out for Halloween? Uh, Meany, what are you going as for Halloween? Uh, Halloween is Mrs. Meany's WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, it's kind of, we kind of haven't really uh, done much in the last couple of years just because of everything. I don't need to explain, you know, with the shutdown, I don't think. Um, and we, her cost, costumes were so good that like when we go to the McCusker's uh, Halloween party, we were not allowed to win. <laughs> they were like, look, you're going to win. If we, you, we let you win every year, you're going to win. If we, we play by the rules, you're going to win every year. We want people who have a never been here to, you know, win or whatever. So, uh, but, uh, with that said, uh, she's working on something. She's got a couple ideas. Got like a week left. Normally she starts planning out in March what mm-hmm. we're going to do for Halloween, but you know, just getting back into the, 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 the thick of things. But, um, yeah. uh, as a, we have a few ideas, uh, we usually don't like to let people know until we unveil it, brother. <laughs> don't want to give it away, brother. We can't fabe in the meanie household. We, uh, I'm trying to think. I think the kids have, I think Danny's going as uh, Pikachu this year. James is going to be the fiend because he just hasn't stopped talking about Bray Wyatt since his return. Uh, Sophie's going to be a witch. And uh, I'm just going to throw my college sweatshirt on the one that says college on it and go as Bluto Blutarski. Because uh, <laughs> as a dad, this is, uh, this is all about them, man. So as long as they have what they need and they're all dressed up and Bluto. that's right. As long as they're dressed up, they got what they need, and then we're good. I don't, you know, we typically, Courtney and I typically don't don't usually dress up because we're not as coordinated as we'd like to be. Um, like as far as like couple costumes and shit. Uh, we were supposed to go to a Halloween party, uh, but she ended up in a, getting into an art show in Kennett Square, and we were we had a really deep cut. It was a cartoon party. Like you had to dress up as your favorite cartoon, and uh, the critic is my favorite cartoon. I don't know if you've ever you've seen that show with John Lovitz yet. We were gonna go as Beauty and King Dork. And was like, you know, super like, you know, super niche, super deep cut. And I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out. So we will definitely have to do that another time. Uh, let's see. Andy Schlichter wants to know, does anything compare to playoff baseball stress? No. Maybe, maybe hockey. But like, uh, I mean, baseball, playoff baseball stress is because is more intense because every pitch that that pitcher throws counts. And in baseball, one, 
one team scoring one run might as well be three runs. Yeah. Like mentally. Dude, since I got it queued up and we're talking about playoff baseball. Oh, yeah. We should definitely play this. So let me see. Uh, shout out to at Chef87. It's, it's, or Streff. I can't read. At, at S-T-R-E-F-F-97 on Twitter. Uh, speaking of playoff baseball and stress, but you know, when some good happens in the sound, this guy lives um, a mile away from Sisters bank park in Philadelphia. And he went outside and recorded the final out. This is what it sounds like. This is what the Philly sounds like a mile away from Sisters bank park in South Philly. So here, listen to this. Crazy fireworks. That's amazing, right? It's incredible. And it's you feel that shit when you're there too. Like you can buy, and there's a, there's a specific vibe to it too, you know? Yeah. So the, 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 the I'll say anxiety. Cause you know, if playoff football, you got a week in between, you know, and you can kind of tell how the, 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 the the momentum of the game's going. Yep. You know, but they'll play of baseball. Every fucking pitch counts, you know, fucking Adam Schwarber hit a fucking home run first at bat and Philadelphia just became on fucking glued. Yep. And, uh, you know, fuck, you know, <laughs> there's a game tonight and, uh, I will be on my couch and twist it in various positions as to not be the jinx. Get your iced tea bottle ready. Yeah. Poor well, I, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, dude, fucking, uh, you know, there's been times where the team's doing something good and I'll switch positions and then like something bad will happen. I go, oh, fuck. I, I go back to the original position. Like, <laughs> like, that, like anything to do with it. Like, it has anything to do with it. But, you know, uh, Philly playoff baseball, highly stressful. It's right up there with hockey. I think hockey's pretty high stress too because the puck in ice is just, it's got a mind of its own. You know, last night, you know, Alec Bone went to catch a routine fucking grounder. And for some reason, there's some English on the baseball. He went to go get it and it just curved to the right. So he had to fucking dive for something that should have been a routine play and throw it to first. Wow. Even the play play by play guys like man that's that's not on him that that ball just just was spinning a certain way. You put a puck on ice. Yep, it, it's a little divot and you know bounces above your stick and you're like holy shit what the fuck you know. My my when I'm watching a Phillies game, my asshole is giving my underwear a hick. <laughs> it's it's totally giving my underwear a hick. Oh my just, god. High stress. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Meanie, I want to say thank you for answering uh, our questions this week. And thank you for being here with us, sir. Ooh. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Well, tonight you can find me on my couch um, watching Phillies play uh, playoff baseball. But if 
you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which I'll figure out somehow, at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, uh, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. I just had a couple sales this morning. Always does my heart good to get uh, some notifications over there. Uh, especially the mini van, uh, the mini 1984 shirt that this came out. Yeah, that is really dope. Uh, also, if you want to support Mind of the Mini, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Mini. Get some great uh, Mind of the Mini merchandise over there. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code MINI. Save 10%. Uh, Rod Hicks is doing an amazing job over there. So go see collarandelbowbrand.com. Uh, if you want to, if you want to look good, but if you look good, but you want to smell good, go to madcatbeardcare.com. If you're a bearded fellow like myself or have somebody in your life who is, uh, got some beard strength, like, uh, you know, like myself, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so, but, uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com, get the blue spruce. Uh, they got beard oils and beard bombs. Josh Thornton doing an amazing job over there. Uh, all the proceeds going to take care of feral cats. He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, gets them, you know, taken care of. And uh, the Mad Cat Beer Care oils and bombs help uh, help uh, fund those. Uh, I can't think of words. It helps fund helps funds the uh, the kitties. There you go. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at Glaciers of Ice dot com jim nelson glaciers of vice.com uh my boy made us a three of three only handmade custom bwo air jordan one sneakers for stevie nova and myself each pair of sneakers takes jim about 50 hours per pair uh if you want to see how he does it uh not exactly he's not going to give away all his tips and tricks but uh you know some uh, pr- uh progress photos videos Follow him at G-O-I Kicks on all forms of social media. That's G-O-I Kicks. And uh, see Jim over there making his sneakers. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Birthdays, holidays, and uh, well wishes. Go over to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. And I'll have something nice, you know, to say, wherever it is. I just don't want to be mean. Don't make me be mean. Uh, but most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Oh, thank you. You are too kind, sir. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. You can also check me out on my uh, secondary show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and check out all of my uh, content and interviews there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Help us keep the lights on in Casa de Meanie and at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Blue Meanie, I want to thank you again so much for being here and doing this lovely program with us, Pod Squad. We cannot thank you enough. You keep us working here and moving uh, for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles.
Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meaning's Brain Out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.